0: Hi there. Welcome to Divine Truth Sharing podcast. This audio was originally recorded as a video, which you can watch on YouTube at Divine Truth Sharing. God bless. Hi there. Welcome to Divine Truth Sharing. I am delighted that you're here. In today's video, We're going to travel from once upon a time to happily ever after. What happened once upon a time? The fall. The fall of humankind. And we're all experiencing what that feels like right now. So we definitely want to travel from once upon a time to happily ever after. But let's begin at the beginning. God created this beautiful earth. And the creatures upon it and it is good and we have the life on earth and it is beautiful and once upon a time God created the first human beings whose names were a man and a mom and we know them as Adam and Eve and God created a man and a man different from the other animals on the planet he created humans, the same in terms of our physical, mortal bodies, which are animal, but He created human beings different from the rest of the animals in that He gave us souls. And our souls are the parts of us that were created in the image of God. Now, God adored a man and a man, and they loved God too. And they had a knowing of God and an understanding of him as their creator. And he presented to them his plan, which was his hope, which was that they would become, by their choice, his true children. And what did that mean? Well, it meant that gradually, by God's plan, their souls would be transformed from the image of God into the very essence of God, and they would achieve at one with him and become immortal and his true children. And the plan for that salvation, if you will, we call it salvation, but that's because it's after the fall. So for them, I think it was just really the plan of how to become from an animal, transformed from an animal into a divine immortal being, his true children. So that plan was for a man and a man to pray to God with a soul longing, a soul yearning for God's love. And gradually, God's beautiful plan was that He would teach His children and He would share His love with them. And over time, they would become more and more like Him until they shared. His very eff- essence and the fullness of the gift that he was offering for them, which would result in immortal, eternal life in his kingdom in the spirit world and at one with him. That was his plan. But the plan required a few things. It required effort and it required time. It wasn't just a choice they got to make in an instant. Oh, okay, God, yeah, that sounds good. We're going to go with your plan. Sign us up. No, it didn't work like that. It was going to happen gradually over time, and it was going to require effort on the individual parts of a man and a man, sustained over time. It also required a man and a man to acknowledge in their souls their dependence on their Heavenly Father, on their Creator, on God. It was going to require them to humble themselves enough to long for His help. But it was a choice. And as we've covered in every video, that choice was free will and God offered it and did not compel it. Sadly for all of us, a man and a man did not choose God's plan. Now you see, they were created so perfect and so good, they were beautiful and they were completely without sin, they were without knowledge or understanding of sin, they were without illness, they were without deformity of any kind, and they lived a blissful, beautiful existence in God's creation that felt effortless, and it felt divine, and they felt tremendously powerful. And in fact... They felt truly they didn't need God. They didn't feel dependent on God. They felt independent from God, and they liked that, and they wanted to choose it. So when we read in the Bible about them eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge, that's somewhat symbolic, but it has a kernel of truth, and that kernel of truth is that they did want to gain access to knowledge that God was reserving for himself. They wanted it. They're like, give us your knowledge, God. We want it. Take it. We'll, we'll, you know, give it on over to us. We've got this, God. No worries. Give us your knowledge. We can handle it. Well, what they didn't realize was that knowledge was what would subject them to temptation. Temptation to partake of things that were out of harmony with God's laws, God's love, and God's creation. You see, creation was designed to work in harmony with God's laws and God's love. And God knew that if a man and a man fell into temptation, in other words, they were unable to resist it, they didn't have the strength or or the power to resist it, that there would be really unfortunate consequences but he allowed them to make that choice. And so in making that choice, they found out rather quickly, which they share with us in the messages, that they didn't have it all figured out. And when they were subjected to temptation, they didn't have the soul development required to resist it. And so they fell into the temptation and a little at a time, they experienced the negative consequences, the reaping of the sowing, if you will, that they had done. And they tumbled farther and farther and farther from God and greater and greater, out of alignment, out of harmony with God's laws and God's love. And the results were devastating and were experiencing those results today. I don't need to tell you what they feel like. So anyway, when a man and a man chose to go their own way, they chose to follow their will rather than God's plan, they were cut off from receiving the divine love at that point. Not because God cut it off, but because they turned their backs on God initially. And then over time, as they tumbled into sin, They weren't in condition, so humans created sin, not God, but he just allows it because he wants us to learn like real children from our own mistakes. And he's got his safeguarded laws in place for the natural consequences to help us learn. And if we don't learn that here on earth, we will learn it in the spirit world, but we will learn our lessons And eventually, everyone will become perfected, either like the first humans, perfect animal-like, if you will, or they're not animals anymore because they'll be perfect spirits at that point, or divine angels. But everyone will eventually get their happily ever after. Now, how do we do that? Well, we don't do it alone, but... Because humans created sin, it's we humans who must eradicate sin. God will not do it for us. The sin, these are our creations, not God's creations. And if we created them, which we did, we're told in the messages that we can uncreate them. And that's what we're being called to do today. Now I'm going to share the divine truth that we learn in the messages about how we eradicate sin. A quick review, we're going to go down the natural love path first, because it is the default path, it's the path we're on unless we choose the divine love path, and then I'll shift over to the divine love path. So on the natural love path, what happens is God is always calling to us. And uh, it's it's your conscience here on earth. So if you do something that is out of harmony, you're probably going to feel a little wince on the inside somewhere that maybe I shouldn't have done that. That is the way in which God and the angels are always reaching out to us to try to help us turn away from sin and toward God's love. And so... If we're open and humble, allow ourselves to be corrected, if we do some self-examination, we may realize that a choice that we've made was out of harmony and we feel remorse for it. And if we're purely on the natural love path, because you can be an atheist and, and feel remorse and just be all up in your mind and say, wow, I, you know what, I realize I shouldn't have done that whatever it was, it didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me proud of myself. It didn't make me feel like an honorable human. I'm gonna make a different choice going forward. And sometimes that can be very painful because sometimes the consequences of our choices are awful. Like for example, if you made really unloving choices in a love relationship and you lost your partner as a result, well you might be pretty late figuring that out because They're gone, and they're not coming back, and that can be extremely painful. But the blessing in it could be that you realize you made mistakes that were pretty significant, and you don't want to repeat those mistakes. So you repent, and then when you repent, what that means is going forward, you don't repeat those same behaviors or thoughts or words And as you make better choices, more harmonious choices going forward, the memory of those painful choices and their consequences fade. So forgiveness is really forgetfulness. And that's what we're told in the messages. It's when you move into so much of a better place than you were when you were that person you were before that you kind of even forget what that was like. It's a beautiful blessing that God gives us, the forgetfulness. And that continues in the spirit world as well. So it's a little bit different, or maybe significantly different, on the other side. Um, because once we're on the other side, we've already discussed in, in other videos, that our spirit body takes on the appearance of our soul condition. So if our soul condition's not good, we're going to be... It's going to be blatantly obvious, not only to the most casual observer, but also to us, right? Because we're going to be able to look down and go, "Ooh, I'm dark and I'm ugly, right? Nobody wants that. But anyway, the point is that however dim or 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 whatever your spirit body looks like is a reflection of your perfect soul condition. You're going to come face to face with that. You're also going to be dwelling in a sphere, in a locality that is in harmony with your soul condition. So you can't escape it. You can't hide from it. And then what happens is you start to wonder why, why am I, uh, how did I end up here? And that gets answered very quickly in that you start being assaulted by your memories. And it's an assault because it's an onslaught of all you know every thought and word and deed that we perform that was out of harmony with God's laws and God's love then comes in living color as it were and you can't escape it and you experience the emotions and uh, for example uh, some of the uh, Roman emperors who were really torturers you know they heard the cries of the people that they tortured and You know, they were assaulted with that. So you really are reaping what you've sown and it keeps on happening. We keep being assaulted with these terrible memories and all of the feeling consequences and, and understanding consequences of what that did until we begin to feel genuine remorse and a true desire to make better choices and God really is not a punisher. None of this is punishment. Even the people that go to the deepest hells are not being punished by God. They're being in a place where they will reap what they have sown so that they will wake up to God's laws and God's love and God's wide open arms and the grace and peace and mercy and compassion That are theirs and will be theirs just the instant they can claim them and we understand from the messages that you don't get any more than is required to get you to wake up to making that better choice so we're not experiencing any of this negativity any more than we absolutely have to just to get us to come to a better place and then as we do come to this better place as we do open up and it's hard oh my gosh it's hard i've gone through quite a bit of this myself it's called expiation expiation of your sins where you have a realization of what you've done and sadly it doesn't matter if you intended harm or not because i can assure you i never intended harm but i've made mistakes that have harmed people the people closest to me mistakes i didn't even know i was making and and when it came to my awareness that I had made these mistakes and I understood the depths of the consequences, the grief, it's pretty significant. And that's, that's just here on earth. So uh, it's not fun to go through expiation, but the good news is that you come out the other side of it and there's, you know, a blessed other side. Bottom line is, as, as awful as we may feel about the mistakes we've made, it's all all right in the big picture of eternity. And that's why even though we suffer terribly here and it's easy to get angry with God when you see the suffering that's here and you don't understand why, from God's perspective, even if we were to live to be 200 years old on earth, that would be over. Did you see me blink? I blinked, it's over in eternity it's a blank and what God knows is that all of his children whether we choose the natural love path or we choose the divine love path we all have a happily ever after in our future and it's guaranteed and that's God's perspective okay so that's why from his perspective he's like don't worry about it he looks at us we're little children it's just like your little baby if your little baby went and did something really stupid like um, maybe took that, that tube of diaper cream and squeezed it into, into his mouth and, oh, realized that it wasn't candy and it didn't taste good. And then they start crying because they, they, they're suffering from a mistake they've made. You, as the parent, might even chuckle or laugh and just say, don't worry, honey, I'll clean it up. We'll we'll wipe that off your tongue and we'll get you cleaned up, honey, and we'll we'll give you some applesauce or something that tastes a little better and you'll be fine and don't worry. And sure enough, a week later, he, he doesn't remember the taste and the embarrassment, the humiliation of his parents even laughing at him or whatever, but probably won't be squeezing that same tube of cream into his mouth again it's kind of like that from god's perspective we're really just babies so i want to share that somewhat silly story with you just because if you do experience expiation i'm sorry for you and it will hurt but please 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 run to god like that little child would run to its parents and allow God to to wrap you in his loving compassionate merciful arms because he will I promise you he will and he will pick you up and set you right because you are now open to that and saying help on the natural love path people aren't reaching out to God but what happens to them on the other side is if you're needing to progress there'll come along a spirit who's just a little bit ahead of you and part of their ability to progress even farther is to help those less fortunate than themselves. So they'll come and they'll guide you and they'll say, hey, you know, let me give you a little tip and help you come up a little bit higher. And that's how it happens. But it's very gradual. It takes a long time, but it it will eventually happen. And I I just want to share here uh, something unfortunate. I've mentioned it before. There is no devil, per se, because God doesn't have a counterpart. So there's no Satan, which is good news. We're also told in the messages that there are no fallen angels either. But there are droves of dark entities. These are spirits who were once mortal who are way out of harmony with God's laws and God's love, and they're nowhere near waking up. They're frightened, they're furious, and they're lashing out. And they're everywhere. They surround us here on the earth plane. By the grace of God, we can't see them. And they're in the spirit world as well and the lower spheres. They can't come above where they're fit to dwell. Again, thank God. So they're really just kind of perpetrating their ills on each other. But what happens is that they're very close to the earth sphere, okay? And they can kind of bedevil us here. So it's really, really important that we keep ourselves in harmony with God's laws and God's love because when we do, we're impervious to them, really. And if by some chance they can manage to flicker into our consciousness or our awareness, uh, we can pray and we will get help immediately. But the thing to understand is if, if we go into substance abuse, we're giving away our power, our choice, our free will to the substance. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a mood-altering or a mind-altering substance, we are giving away our power to that substance. And when we do that, it makes us susceptible to impression by dark entities, particularly dark entities who uh, had a similar kind of bent when they were mortal. Similar concept goes for all kinds of addictions, whether it's pornography, or jealousy, or gossip, or envy, or cruelty, or abuse, any of that stuff you'll attract it. And, And this goes for these kinds of abuses that we inflict on ourselves too. Like if we kick ourselves, you can bet there's a dark entity right next to you happy to double that kick for you. So it's really, really important to understand this. I feel kind of I have mixed feelings about sharing these kinds of truths uh, because it's hard. It's hard and it can be scary and it's, it could be hurtful. But here's the way I look at all this stuff. Look, it's happening whether we know it or not. My thought is please ignorance is not bliss. Knowledge helps. If we understand what's going on, we can make a more informed choice. We're not a man and a mom. We didn't get to start out perfect like they did. We didn't get to start out with an understanding of God's laws and God's love. And we're now living in a world that's so completely swirling in darkness, in sin, in error, in confusion, in frustration, in evil. We don't know what the truth is. I can tell you for myself, I, uh, I, and I've, mentioned this before I had a butterfly unicorn rainbow kitty vision of the world I didn't think there was any such thing as a hell I always loved God I knew God was love so I had that right but but I was wrong I I actually once upon a time briefly thought there was like no sin (laughs) new age people teach that there's no sin and I was kind of like well I don't know I mean I didn't understand Later, when I came to understand, I saw not only is sin and error real, it's everywhere. And then I thought, oh, okay, that's why I didn't see it. I was like a little fruit fly, which is like a little gnat. It's a very tiny thing. And it was just flapping around in the mud. And it was so covered in mud that it was just saying, Mud? What mud? (laughs) I don't see any mud. I was inundated. Yeah, I didn't see in an era. I was actually that clueless. Yeah, so uh, this is why I want to share with everybody this truth, you know. Um, and I was, for many years, um, I, I had anxiety. I had depression, um, self-loathing, insecurity, just all these things. And I, I came to realize that I was bedeviled by dark entities who were just as happy as they could be to tell me how horrible I was. How rotten, how awful, how worthless, how whatever. And I see this, you know, happen a lot. People have low self-esteem and and I just know that they're being impacted. They're being influenced. And and I, I, I want to tell everybody there's no reason to be afraid. I know that that's natural, but we don't have to be afraid because We are protected, really and truly. When I was going through the worst of of my life, the darkest years, which really lasted about a decade, it wasn't easy. I was seven years of trudging through hell every single day and another three years of trying to come out of that experience. But I can tell you, as horrible as it was, I did not have a single bad day. I was with God the whole time, the whole way. God was with me, therefore. I said I was with God because God's always there, but I chose to be with God, and God was there with me. That meant I could receive it. So what happened was I didn't have a single bad day. Now, I had countless horrible moments, horrible moments, But I also had joy and peace and grace and blessings and God's love every single day. And it got me through. It got me through. And there were some days when I would wake up in the morning and I would literally say, God, I am not, I'm I'm not capable of handling this day. I can't do it. Carry me. I couldn't even try. I was like, I'm just, I'm not equal to this day. I don't have what it takes. God never failed to carry me, never failed to pick me up and carry me. Those days ended up being my best days. And it was always completely up to me. How much assistance did I receive? How much did I ask for? It was that simple. Um, All we have to do is understand and come into harmony. And that's true whether we're in the natural love path or the divine love path. You can come to these understandings on the natural love path. You can say, stop, I can't get away from myself. I'm tired of being my worst enemy. I'm just going to say eject, eject, eject any time an ugly thought about myself comes into my mind. I'm just going to say stop right there and I'm going to start teaching myself to be my own best friend. So you can do that. You can do that on the natural love path. But I'm telling you that on the divine love path, if you just go to God in prayer and surrender all of that, you can receive an inflowing of God's divine love directly into your soul and it's indescribable. Now it's different. It's different really for every soul, the experience of feeling the divine love come in. So uh, that's a whole other topic, but I can tell you that God is all merciful and all loving and compassionate and kind and gentle and sweet and that of the reason the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter is because God will comfort you. Again, not to scare anybody, just to say, come on into harmony, the water is fine. And again, that's where we're all headed. Before I I leave this topic of darkness, one thing really important to state, and this is counter-culture for sure, but Jesus is very clear in the messages war is wrong always period. Every living creature is created by God, loved by God, not okay to kill any creature. It's better to be killed than to kill. Now I know Every parent out there, myself included, is going to immediately jump to, I would kill to protect my child. Understandably, that's your animal nature. So would any other animal. So would a bear. So would birds, right? I mean, but that's your animal nature. Not saying it's a bad thing. God gave you your animal nature. But that's your animal nature. Your spiritual nature Your soul doesn't want to kill, even to protect. Now, what I would do is I would do everything I could to take down that attacker. And or I would shield my child for sure. And hopefully anyone. Hopefully I would shield anyone. Of course, none of us really know what we would do in those circumstances. But I guess what I'm trying to say is prevention becoming an impediment to this, absolutely go for it. Restrain somebody who's going to commit violence because that's in harmony with everybody. They, they really, at their soul level, it's not doing themselves any favor to commit the act of violence either. So absolutely restrain, absolutely protect, absolutely guard, all of those things. But in the end, We are told it's better to be killed than to kill. And this is why Jesus didn't fight when it came time for him to get arrested. Now, as I mentioned in in the video, Jesus was murdered. Uh, His other options were, of course, to go into hiding, which there's no way he was going to do that, or deny his father's truth, and he wasn't going to do that. But what I didn't mention in that video is he had a third option. He could have tried to fight. Now, mind you, they would have killed him anyway because there were a lot more of them than there were of him. But he also didn't want to start a war, apostles versus Roman soldiers, right? But the bottom line is better to be killed than to kill. And that's in the messages and it needs to be said. All right, so enough of that stuff. Let's move to the good parts. So Jesus was the son of God. And he tells us in the messages, as are we children of God, sons and daughters of God. He never claimed to be God. Never. His disciples didn't think he was God and he never claimed to be God but he did believe that he was the Messiah and indeed he was. So he didn't say I am God but he did say I am the Messiah and he showed us the way and that way is God's plan. So what we do on the divine love path is we pray to God like a little child for the inflowing of his love and what happens as we do that just like what happened with Jesus is He shares his soul with us. God shares his soul with us. And when he does that, we are instructed. We are instructed in his truth. We get a knowing. And it's really our Heavenly Father teaching us how to be his true children. So that's beautiful. And what we're experiencing right now on the earth is a tremendous upheaval that is going to be ushering in the new millennium. Because as it says in Job chapter 38, verse 11, this far you have come and no farther. So even though God gives us free will, he is still in charge. And humanity has pretty much trashed the planet about as much as God's going to allow. And he is now saying, that's enough. I'm hitting the reset button. So we're in the process right now of being reset. uh, And Please don't let it frighten you. Go to God. God is all love. And the more we surrender to God, the more of his love he can share with us, and he always will, the more blessings that will pour into our lives, and we're going to be okay. And that doesn't mean that things won't be hard. It does mean God will be with us. I know what's going on on earth right now is scary. But I promise you, we are not alone. The angels are blanketing the earth. They're bathing us in their light. And God's love is ours for the receiving. All we have to do is surrender our will to God's will. Not my will, but thy will be done. Now, one thought I want to share about the end of the world, because it's mentioned in the messages. I guess every period of time, people have always wondered about the end of the world. Is it coming now? When is it coming? What about the book of Revelation? Jesus tells us two things about the end of the world and the messages. We're thinking about the end of human life on earth, right? Uh, When most people think about the end of the world, that's what they're thinking about, whether, however it might come. The first thing Jesus tells us is he doesn't know when that might happen. None of the angels know when or even if. It ever will. Only God knows that, number one. Number two, though, as of a 100 years ago, Jesus said at least many centuries because they can see the trajectory fairly far out. So the world is not going to end in our lifetimes, okay? That's the first thing that Jesus said. But the next thing that he said was, it's the end of the world every single day. For many people. And that's all we need to know. It's the end of the world today. For lots of people. We need to wake up to our mortality. And realize that we don't know how much time we have. Nobody does. So be prepared. So you don't get caught unawares. And there's several parables about that in the Bible. But don't be scared. Be prepared, not scared. Because this story ends happily ever after. One day, all the souls ever created will be in their perfect states, whether natural or divine. The hells will be emptied and there will be no more need for them. And they will be destroyed. They won't even exist anymore. And I have a huge chill. So the angels are loving that. They're they're looking for that day just as much as we are. Thank you. And so, and then we will all live happily ever after. So with that, I'll see you next time. And remember, you are deeply, truly loved. God bless.